Well, we've been talking a lot about stories, our stories, these last weeks. Today we want to ask one further question. Why does your story and my story matter? What is the big deal? To answer that question, I believe we have to go back and look at the impact our storyline can have. You see, if our story, your story, my story, is a subplot of God's story, then it really does matter. It really is important. The things that we do, the things that we say, can have an impact to see on others that can potentially change people's lives. With God's power and by living out the story that God has given us with passion and godly purposes, you can affect the lives of many people for good. Well, that was the same type of of experience that Jesus had in our world. God the Father had a plan for his son's life that would culminate with his sacrificial death and his glorious resurrection. Jesus knew of that plan and what the Father's will was for his life, and he wanted to to fulfill that plan. That was his purpose. That was his theme. And he didn't let himself get off track, which easily could have happened. Jesus could have simply focused on his work of healing people, and he could have become the most popular guy in the whole country, called the great healer, and he would have been lifted up by the people for all the good he had done. But that was not his purpose only. So he told the man that he healed of leprosy in our gospel text today not to tell anybody what had happened. And why did he say that? He didn't want people coming to him just as a miracle worker. The crowds were getting bigger as it was, and they wanted to make him more than that. They wanted to make him king, and that was not Jesus' purpose on this earth either. So he simply told the man that he had healed to go and show himself to the priest and to praise God for what had taken place. But it says what? that the news about him spread even more. Well, we have talked about the fact that if our lives are to be meaningful and filled with purpose, we need to have a theme. We need to have a purpose for our days here on this earth. Jesus' theme, as I said, was to show his Father's plan his Father's love for the world. We've also talked about, in this series of sermons, redeeming life's negative turns and also creating positive life incidents. Now look at Jesus again. He had some negative things that he had to deal with in his ministry. Jesus didn't let, though, the temptations of Satan or the opposition of the religious leaders that really got him down and frustrated to detour him from his theme, from his purpose in life. But rather, he allowed God to use these negative things, these negative moments, for good, as they drove him even more to do what he was called to do. 
Jesus also created some very positive life incidents, as we have talked about, as he forcefully moved ahead in the Spirit's power to impact the lives of thousands of people for the kingdom of God. He did everything with passion. The book of Mark uses the word immediately, many, many, many times, kind of as a sign that that Jesus wasn't in a hurry, but he didn't waste any time either because he had a lot to do in those three years of ministry. And he moved from one place to another, passionately doing what the Father had called him to do. I hope that during this sermon series that you've also been thinking about your life purpose, your life theme, and how to fulfill that as you walk with God day by day. I hope that, that you realize that God has taken the negative life moments that you and I have had in our lives and have used them for some, something good, whether we know that or not, whether we can look back and see how God has taken those negative times and turned them into something good or not. It's trusting that God has promised to do that, that gives us purpose and hope. And I hope that you've also asked God for power and passion to get out of your box, to get out of your comfort zone and move ahead in various ways to impact the lives of many for the kingdom of God. That's what creating positive life incidents is all about. You know, the members of the New Testament church are described in our lesson today. And God used their lives in powerful and meaningful ways to grow the church. It says they had property and possessions that they gave to everyone who was in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The church was growing. People were coming to the Lord because of the impact these New Testament Christians had on the people around them. The impact, you see, of their lives had a a great influence on the people around them because they loved the Lord and people could see it. They could see that passion for their relationship with God. And because of that, many were brought into the church, into the Lord's family. Don Miller, the author of the book Storyline, reminds us that people learn and are changed by the example of people around them rather than by lists of things that you should do to get along in life and to grow and mature in life. All of us probably have one thing in common. We don't like lists. We don't like the shoulds. But you know, as we observe people around us, they influence us for positive and for negative reasons. He says authors and screenwriters are teachers when they tell us a story because they are telling us what they believe is worth fighting for. He also says every time says you hear a story, the moral compass in your mind is adjusted. Good stories, good movies, good plays help us understand 
that love really matters, that integrity is important, and that the world doesn't revolve around us. On the other hand, there are other kind of stories, books, movies, television shows, and so on, that teach us, unfortunately, that pleasure is king, or that power is worth killing for. A personal a person's moral compass you see can get confused very easily with the interaction with those kind of stories in movies and TV shows and books. He writes, I used to think the main way we consume stories was through movies and books and TV, but I don't believe that anymore, he says. It does somewhat, but there is something else that influences us even more. He says the truth is you and I our living stories. Whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not, we are living stories. Each of us wants something, and each of us is willing to sacrifice in life in order to get what we want. If what we want is simply just more material things, then we are adjusting our moral compass, he says, to the people around us, teaching them that that material thing is worth sacrificing for. The main way we consume stories, he writes, is through the influence we have on each other, both in a positive and a negative way. Where's our moral compass today? What kind of TV shows and movies and books do we read? Do we allow good stories to influence us in positive ways, or do the negative things tear us down and tear down the people around us? One of the speakers at the LCMC National Gathering this last week told a story about a neurosurgeon, very wealthy guy, who had invited a couple of his friends over to his house for supper one night. The guys were looking forward to seeing the home of this wealthy doctor. And when they pulled up to the home, they couldn't believe it. Here was a very small three-bedroom ranch home. The doctor came out and greeted them and could see the confused expression on their faces. And he told them, in response to their reaction, he told them that some years before, they decided as a family to give up their large home and their lavish lifestyle in order to be able to give more money to the causes that they felt needed help, causes that they were tied to, that they knew they could could help with. And the doctor said that he was glad and proud of his family, that they had learned the joy of gratitude. The story doesn't end there. One of the guys that came over that night for supper was so impressed with how the family worked together in this new way, their new lifestyle and the joy that they exhibited, that he soon also made some major changes in his life so that he could have a greater impact on the world and the needs of this world by his own giving patterns. You see, the doctor's story His lifeline showed this other fellow that there was a better way to live. There was more 
important things in life than just accumulating more and more and having bigger and better houses. You see, people are listening and they're watching us to see what makes us tick, to see what's important to us, to see where we go and what we spend our time on. They know if we're in church on Sunday morning. You see, God can and does use our lives and our daily stories to influence people in so many ways. This is especially true of the people that live in our homes and the people next door and the people that we work with and the people we go to school with. We have a great influence as Christians upon their lives. When we live out the theme of our lives, we're teaching people that this world is not about me only, but it's about God and his message of love. And often people don't feel their story is very significant to have a positive effect on other people. Most of our stories don't make the nightly news for any reason. But the truth is that our stories are just as significant as anyone else who has done some wonderful thing. If we are living out our lives with a God-given passion and purpose, if we're doing God's will, we don't have to be on the nightly news to have uh, the the We don't have to be on the nightly news to influence people. Once our life stories and themes are clear in our minds and our hearts, if we know why we're on this earth, if we know what the purpose is for each day, then we will receive that gift of contentment, of peace. Do you have that peace in your heart today, knowing that you're doing what God has called you to do and that that's your first priority in life. Other people around us will notice that things don't rile you, that even when things don't go right all the time, there's a contentment in your life. There's peace and calmness. Praise God that he has and will continue to use our stories, our lifestyles, our storyline to influence other people, to use us for his exciting purpose. That's why our stories matter. Amen.